It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. And, well, Brad, here we are putting this podcast together on Friday, March the 11th. And we're talking about, as you had suggested in our last podcast, a storm for this upcoming weekend. What's going on? Dan, hopefully it's winter's last hurrah. But uh, yeah, it looks like um, a very interesting scenario setting up for the upcoming weekend. No question about it, a stormy Saturday, March the 12th. Here in Connecticut, we will see rain changing to snow and we'll see an increasing wind. And for the ski areas in northern New England, this is going to be gold falling from the sky. I mean, it looks like a very heavy snowstorm for northern New England ski areas. So this is a big one coming in. Okay, I guess the, the big question is coming in from where? Well, uh, taking a look at the ingredients for the storm, Dan, we've got a storm forming this morning, uh, Friday morning, March 11th, in the western Gulf of Mexico. So that's ingredient number one, a storm system taking a favorable track and having a moisture source. And it has the Gulf of Mexico that it's drawing on. Uh, ingredient number two is a fresh surge of Arctic air. And uh, this morning, we are tracking a strong Arctic cold front moving across the Great Lakes region. So as we go through uh, time, Dan, these ingredients are going to kind of mesh right over the northeastern United States and give us one heck of a storm, and we will throw out the term again, bombogenesis. Uh, it looks like that's going to be occurring. So the big news on tomorrow is rain changing to snow, temperatures going down, and wind speeds going up. Define bombogenesis. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Bombogenesis, Dan, uh, is we measure the, uh, the, the uh, barometric pressure of any storm system in its center. And uh, then you've got the, uh, the winds circulating counterclockwise around the center of low pressure. Well, we are looking at the uh, storm. You measure it in millibars or um, inches of mercury, if you have a home barometer, for example. And it's the rate of the fall. Uh, it's the rate that the barometric pressure falls that is considered bombogenesis. When uh, all of a sudden, say, the, uh, the, the barometric pressure fell from, uh, uh, let's say, 29.92 inches of mercury, which is the standard reading, and then it went down to 29.50, that's, that's a big storm. And then you get down around 29 inches of mercury, that's considered like a hurricane. So you will be able, if you happen to have a home barometer, you will literally be able to watch it fall during the day tomorrow. And, and that's the thing about uh, a barometer. You're not so much concerned with what it actually reads. You're more concerned with the trend. So if you go to bed and you set your barometer on, say, 30 inches of mercury when you go to bed, and then you wake up the next morning and it's 29.8, you see low pressures coming in. So that's the uh, thing we're going to observe tomorrow, Dan, is the rate of, 
of the uh, the fall of the barometer, which in other words means the rate that the storm is strengthening. So we are going to see that storm really begin to strengthen off the coast of Delaware tomorrow as the Arctic air gets entrained into the storm. So uh, another ingredient for storm formation is a uh, uh, temperature gradient over a small area. So what you'll notice is, you know, you'll have the, the semi-permanent Gulf Stream out in the Atlantic Ocean. So that's by definition, warm area of water running, uh, a current running through the Atlantic Ocean and the Arctic air coming in close, getting into uh, eastern New York State by daybreak tomorrow and then overspreading New England. So we will have a, uh, a very, uh, very tight thermal packing. So in other words, very cold over New England and yet the nearby Gulf Stream very warm. That's going to fuel the, uh, the storm during the day tomorrow. Okay, the the next question becomes, and you've somewhat defined it because it's forming in the Gulf of Mexico. You've got the Arctic air pouring in, another storm forming off the coast of Delaware. What What is the track of the storm? Well, I think by this evening, Dan, so this is Friday evening, March 11th, we're going to see the uh, Arctic cold front out near Detroit. So ahead of that front today, it's going to be another beautiful day. I mean, when you get a when you get a day this time of year with the sun's angle in the sky getting uh, so steep in the sky, I mean, I took the dog for a walk yesterday just wearing a sweatshirt, and we walked a mile and a half, I think. But what a beautiful, beautiful day! And today is going to be similar. I, I you know, let's just talk about uh, yesterday for one second, Dan. I mean, the most breath taking yes. pictures in the morning i think this was the prettiest storm of the year i agree uh, yes. the, the, you know the 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 snow was accruing to the trees and the power lines and uh you know everything you looked at was caked in snow and it was so beautiful and so still and so cold yesterday morning uh i'm not really much of a photographer but i went out and took some beautiful pictures yesterday morning and then as i said in the afternoon it was like another world the snow had basically melted yep. uh the the temperature shot up to near 50 degrees it was just beautiful not a puff of wind and then, Dan, we were talking off air about it a little bit. Uh, the sky in the evening was just breathtaking. And I told you my dad uh, always called it sky blue pink. And I always wondered what he was talking about. But I said to my wife, we were driving west last night. We were driving from East Granby to, uh, excuse me, East Windsor to uh, Granby to watch the uh, the Granby High School basketball playoff game last night, which we won, incidentally, <laughs> over uh, Cheney Tech. But it was a heck of a game. Yeah. But as we were driving west, I said, look at that sky. Mm. I said, that's what dad means by sky blue pink. And, uh, it, you know, yesterday was one for the books. If you're a, uh, uh, a weather lover, uh, you had every kind of weather. You had the, the beautiful snowscapes in the morning. You had the spring-like warmth in the afternoon. You had the beautiful sky in the evening. Just a beautiful day. But I digress, <laughs> as I usually do. <laughs> Dan, Dan, you asked me about the track. By uh, this evening, uh, as I said, we're out in front of that Arctic cold front, uh, which will be out near Detroit. So this Friday afternoon looks really nice. 
the storm system by evening will move on shore from the Gulf of Mexico to around Louisiana, Mississippi border. By 7 tomorrow morning, the consensus among the models is the low pressure is around, it's, you know, around eastern Virginia, maybe off Delaware. Uh, the Arctic front is coming through eastern New York state. So the Arctic air is getting closer to us, but it's still not here. By Saturday evening, though, the low, get this now, from Saturday morning moves from the Delaware coast. Saturday evening, it's between Maine and Nova Scotia. So this thing is moving yes. like a rocket uh, and, and it's getting stronger and stronger as it goes. So every indication that as the storm goes by, it's going to yank that Arctic air in over us. So I think um, you'll, you'll see this when we get to the timing in just a moment. The, uh, the snow um, moving into northwestern Connecticut and then moving northwest to southeast throughout the state during the day on Saturday. And then by Sunday morning, uh, the low is up in the Canada Maritimes. The high is in western North Carolina. And between the flow of these two systems, we're going to have a strong, cold northwest wind flow across Connecticut, Dan. And a Sunday morning, when you wake up, let's see now, it will be lighter later Sunday morning That's as right. we transition to daylight saving time. Yep. And uh, it is going to be cold. Uh, temperatures will be in the teens on Sunday morning. So that's the basic storm track, Dan. I want to talk a bit about McAllen Construction, underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Brad and I are so honored to have McAllen Construction as part of the podcast. Centrally located and servicing the entire state of Connecticut for over 25 years, McAllen Construction is on call 24-7, 365 days a year. Woman-owned, a small minority business, McAllen Construction has been doing snow removal in addition to residential and commercial building projects for more than a quarter of a century. Utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs, installation, and so much more. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474, 203-758-3474, or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com, McAllenConstructionCT.com. And remember, McAllen Construction also does snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. Okay, uh, I heard the word snow and what you're talking about here. Do we have snow amounts, snow totals? Too early, or what What do you have? No, uh, you know, Dan, um, I, I'm the guy, I, I've, I've done this my whole career, and I, and I say, when, when you watch the people on television and they go, well, it could do this, it could do this, it might do this, it might do that, and that's all well and fine to present the options, but I've always said you got to put your cards on the table. Um, I, I mean, you, you can, you can uh, look at it any way you want. I always uh, equated it to being uh, an old gunfighter in the Old West. When you're afraid to draw, you're going to get shot up. So, uh, you know, it's, it's time to draw. 
So uh, what I've got on uh, snow totals is uh, rain going over to less than an inch of slush south and east of I-84. I'm going for one to two inches of uh, sleet and snow along the I-84 corridor. And then for the higher elevations north and west of I-84, I'm going for two to five inches, Dan. So that could be, uh, you know, another decent snowfall for you up in Torrington. Um, I'm pretty certain of that. Those are the Brad Field totals. But, um, you know, I can break it down uh, model by model if if uh, you wish. Yeah, uh, let, let's take a look at uh, models. Let's uh, look at the timing. Uh, what do you have for us, Brad? All right. Well, you, you know, as I look at the models, Dan, um, if you're a snow lover, I suppose the uh, the models of they were coming into pretty good agreement. Uh, the GFS, uh, uh, the NAM, which is the North American model, the European, um, the HR, the HRRR which is the high-resolution rapid refresh computer model. I looked at all of those models today, the Canadian model, and they're all kind of in line. Um, the Canadian has less than an inch of snow south and east of I-84 with up to four inches of heavy wet snow in the northwest hills. Uh, the GFS has less than an inch on the shoreline in southeastern Connecticut, one to three inches along I-84. And up to six inches in the highest northwest hill towns. Uh, the NAM, basically similar, going for two to four inches of snow through interior Connecticut with up to six inches of snow in the northwest hills. Uh, the HRRR, the uh, high resolution rapid refresh, no snow at all in southeastern Connecticut. So, in other words, it's all rain. Uh, for a good chunk of New London County, about two inches along I-84, and then four inches of heavy wet snow in the western and northwest hills. Uh, the European model, around three inches along the I-84 corridor, uh, five inches up your way, Dan, up into Torrington, and uh, one to two inches along the shoreline. And if you're keeping track of snow, uh, with the uh, 4.1 inches recorded at Bradley earlier this week, uh, so far for the season, Dan, a total of 30.4 inches at Bradley, whereas the normal total is 45.8 inches. So, um, you know, everything's relative and, you know, the, the, the saying that figures lie and liars figure, you know, if you consider that, big blizzard that we had go by in late January. We're out toward the Fall River, New Bedford area, whatever. They had like 26 inches, 28 inches of snow. We had eight back here at Bradley. So if that storm had come 50 miles further to the west, we would not have a season snowfall total of 30.4 inches, but it would rather be maybe say 45 inches, something like that. So we would be spot on normal for snowfall this winter, but that's how it goes. I mean, you know, sometimes a storm hits, sometimes a storm misses. We've, we've had our opportunities, but um, if, if you're a snow lover that happens to live in the greater Hartford up to Springfield area, this area has been kind of uh, ripped off in a way of snowfall. Uh, th this has been, if, if you look at 
uh, snowfall isopleths for the whole winter. The area that's had the least amount of snow this winter is from Hartford up to Springfield, which is very unusual because it's usually out near Fall River and New Bedford and in that area. But it's it's this little isopleth like right through central Connecticut, sort of the river valley from Hartford North that's had the biggest um, uh, lack of snow when you compare it to what's average. Brett, I heard at this stage of the year, and again, we're putting this together on March the 11th, for the winter, Boston, Massachusetts has received more snow than Worcester, Massachusetts, which is a rarity. Normally, it's it's the other way around. Oh, I'd say, Dan, nine out of ten winters. I mean, you're spot on with that. I, I, I would I would even venture to guess it's higher than well, that. Well, I, I heard someone say nine out of ten, so you are spot on in what you say. Nine out of ten winters. Uh, normally, Boston receives less snow than Worcester, Mass., but not this winter. Yeah, and it's all because of that blizzard. I mean, you get one blockbuster, it can change your whole opinion of a winter. I I remember back in the winter of 1992-1993, uh we were just going along and everyone was saying, "Oh, this is not much of a winter. This is not much of a winter." And then all of a sudden mm. the superstorm yes. hit in mid-March and we ended up with a foot and a half of snow from that thing and then everyone's opinion changed. <laughs> oh, what a terrible winter we just had uh, type of thing. And um, I think I remember uh, one time when uh, this was um, when my wife and I just moved to North Granby. So that would be sometime in the early to mid 1990s. Uh, maybe you can help me with the date, Dan. It was the April April 1st snowstorm. I, I don't remember what year it was. I can tell you exactly. April 1st, okay. 1997, because I bought a sedan, the last sedan I ever owned. And I figured, well, at least I'm going to make it through this winter with no snow. I picked <laughs> it up the day before. And wouldn't you know, we got that snowstorm April 1st, 1997. I'll remember and it till my dying day. And Dan, I, that's a great story. And I remember measuring on my deck in, in, in North Granby, we had 28 inches of snow from that thing. Um, I mean, you know, obviously North Granby, I was up at about a thousand foot elevation. So, uh, you know, I, I would always call it that I live in sort of the Berkshire foothills, but we, we had a tremendous dumping of snow there. Uh, and, and, uh, it just changes when you get something like that. It changes everybody's opinion of what they, <laughs> they don't remember the 30 days in a row in yep. January and February where there was no snow on That's the ground right. at all, or yep. they just remember how the, the, the big stuff. And, and I mean, that's just human nature, but uh, one big storm can, can change it all. I mean, if, if you interviewed somebody out in fall river and said, uh, you know, what is your opinion of the winter of 2021-2022? They'd go, oh, terrible winter, terrible. Then you interview somebody from the, the Hartford to Springfield corridor. They'd go, ah, we get off kind of easy this winter. So it's, it's perspective and exactly where you live. Right, for sure, for sure. Well, before we, we look into next week then, can, can you time out the storm for us? Um, yeah, sure, Dan. Um, the, I wanted to, to give you one more thing on accumulations, uh, Torrington, the chance of getting an inch of oh. snow tomorrow, 76%. 
the chance of Torrington getting two inches of snow tomorrow is uh, 55%. And the chance of Torrington getting four inches of snow tomorrow is 22%. Uh, the highest probability of getting um, four inches of snow tomorrow is in the Canaan, Salisbury, Norfolk area, 37% chance. And the uh, chance of getting six inches of snow, that same area, Salisbury, Canaan, Norfolk, Colebrook, about 15%. So um, thus my predictions of two to five inches for your area, uh, one to two inches along the I-84 corridor, and less than an inch of slush um, south and east of I-84. Now, timing, Dan. Um Saturday morning, 7 a.m., the low will start bombing off Delaware as the Arctic air starts getting involved into the system. The difference between the Arctic air and the uh, Gulf Stream being so nearby, uh, I think by about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, that bombing storm will be abreast of Provincetown. And by then, the cold air will be rushing across Connecticut and rain will be changing to snow during the midday and afternoon across Connecticut. And by 7 tomorrow evening, a massive storm will be over Nova Scotia. Very, very windy here, Dan, tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow evening. Northerlies going around to north-northwesterlies on the order of 40 to 50 miles per hour. So we could have some scattered power outages from this thing too, uh, especially if any wet snow accrues on branches and uh, makes them more unstable, accrues on power lines, for example, and weights them down. Uh, and then those 40 to 50 mile per hour winds come in. So um, the uh, I, I use the H triple R for timing here more with more specificity because that particular model goes hour by hour. Um, at 7 a.m., it has the low coming off North Carolina up toward Virginia. No precipitation locally, but by 10 a.m., uh, it's got snow into the highest Litchfield Hills. So. Uh, you know, Dan, after you're done with your second cup of coffee uh, tomorrow and looking at the paper or getting on the computer or whatever you'll be doing up at the Lavallo household, I think you'll start seeing your first flakes. Maybe you'll hear a little, a uh, few raindrops and then a little pinging on the window uh, with the ice pellets, but it will go over to snow. Um, and then um, by one o'clock, I think on a line from, say, Milford up to Waterbury, up to Enfield. So if you draw a line from Milford to Waterbury to Enfield, I think along and points west of that, we'll see snow and probably good um, rates of snow tomorrow afternoon around one. South and east of that line, I think it's going to be predominantly rain, but the trend is going to be to the east so that by four o'clock, I think the snow will let up, but I think it will be snowing statewide saturday afternoon at four o'clock uh the low will be off the new hampshire coast at that time and the wind will be cranking uh if you've got plans to go out tomorrow evening you may have trouble on the roadways uh we're going to see temperatures crashing tomorrow dan 36 to 42 when you first wake up in the morning and uh, for the people that uh, you know haven't uh, listen to the Bradfield Weather Podcast. They're going to say, oh, "How is it going to snow today?" It's all—it's seven in the morning, and it's already forty degrees. Well, 
The temperature tomorrow will not be going up, but it will be going down. And by the mid and late afternoon, temperatures will get into the upper 20s. Uh, the roads will start icing up. Uh, the wind will be howling. Um, you know, Dan, you and I with our, our thinning uh, hairlines don't have to worry <laughs> about this too much. But the people that have quite a lot of hair, if you're going out tomorrow evening, don't waste too much time on it because uh, – <laughs> You know, you go out the door and there'll be a 50 mile per hour wind gust type of thing. Um, but by seven o'clock in the evening, I think we're just left with some flurries. It's windy. Uh, the storm's up in Nova Scotia. And uh, by Sunday morning, the wind calms down a little. We'll still call Sunday breezy. But uh, listen to these temperatures, Dan. Uh, I wrote the climatology down. 45 on uh, March 11th, 45 is your climatological average high and 28 is your climatological average low. These are the European models temperatures tomorrow for Hartford, the city of Hartford. So, you know, Dan, you deduct a three or four degrees uh, right. uh, up, up your way in Torrington, but here are the Hartford temperatures, 7 a.m., 41, 1 p.m., 34. 7 p.m., 23. So you see that trend. Sometimes Saturday afternoon, we are going to have any of the wetness on the roads uh, that comes from the morning rain is going to turn to start turning to ice. Then it's going to snow on top of it. Uh, by Sunday morning, the temperature is 18. Uh, we still have a wind maybe gusting to 30 miles per hour. And then during the day Sunday, when our we we set our clocks, uh, we spring forward. We we transition from Eastern Standard Time to Daylight Saving Time. The high temperature on Sunday afternoon is only 32 degrees, mm -hmm. and it should be around 45. So uh, the the day is cold. And I remember last week on last week's podcast, I predicted that. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about yes. that. And then uh, starting next week, Dan, we start off cold on Monday morning, but uh, similar to today, the high temperature reaches up to near 50 degrees. So um, that'll be uh, pitchers and catchers for the first <laughs> time for uh, Granby uh, Varsity uh, High School Baseball. Uh, I think we'll be inside and yeah. outside. We'll be conditioning outside and, uh, you know, throwing in the right. gym. Uh, but uh, 50 degrees, I mean, that's that's not so bad. So we get through the storm on Saturday and then Sunday as the sun and the wind and, and the cleanup begins. Uh, that leads us to the rest of next week. What does it look like? Dan, I'm happy to report that uh, once we get past this storm this weekend, I am looking for some, you know, changes that I think most of us are going to like. Uh, you know, if you're a skier, this is your weekend. I mean, you get the dumping of snow. I, I, I think some places in Vermont are going to get a foot of snow out of this thing. So the skiing on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday is just going to be tremendous, just tremendous. Uh, but as far as the storm, uh, post-storm weather, I think it's storm-free and milder next week, a, a milding uptrend. Uh, by Monday, the high is located over South Carolina. So if you fi figure a clockwise flow around high pressure and you orient the, the high over South Carolina, that means a west and southwest flow into Connecticut. So that's why I think we go from 
really cold on Sunday to maybe seasonal or even above seasonal by Monday, uh, temperature will be flirting with that 50 degree mark um, and the snow will be melting rapidly on Monday. Now, Tuesday, the high has moved off the North Carolina coast. So we are in a West and Southwest flow. I wouldn't be shocked to see the temperature up near 60 on, on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll see high pressure uh, around the main Nova Scotia border. A storm going out to sea, temperature 55 or so. For St. Patrick's Day, I am now thinking it is going to be nice. Uh, we've got high pressure that should be located right over southern New England. There may not be a puff of wind, uh, and, and the temperatures will just feel so mild with that warm uh, and steep uh, angle to the, the uh, mid-March sunshine. And Dan, I've saved the very best for last. Friday, somebody, somebody could see 70 degrees. Wow. So we go from the dead of winter, <laughs> Saturday, March 12th, to perhaps spring fever running rampant by Friday, March 18th. Amazing. Just amazing. But you know what? That's March. That's March that is. in Connecticut, oh, that, March it, in New England, right? Absolutely. And and uh, as, as we were discussing earlier in the podcast, Dan, yesterday was the, the perfect encapsulation of it. You go from four inches of snow on the ground, heavy wet snow, beautiful scenes, beautiful snowscape, uh, everything frozen like the Arctic tundra. But then by lunchtime, almost all the snow is gone and you've got a beautiful afternoon, a spring-like afternoon, and then you get the beautiful sunset sky. Uh, so, yeah, yesterday was a great encapsulation of what March can do. And this forecast over the next seven days, wild, wild fluctuations. So as we put a bow then on uh, this podcast, and again, we're putting it together on Friday, March the 11th. What does our immediate forecast look like? This afternoon, Dan, it's partly sunny. It's another nice day. Temperature between 46 and 52 degrees. Overnight for Friday night, thickening clouds. Temperatures in the 30s. Coming up for Saturday, March 12th, you'll wake up to a morning temperature of 36 to 42. It'll be falling into the 20s by dark, and we will see rain changing to snow from northwest to southeast across Connecticut so that by three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I think the entire state is snowing. As far as accumulations go, I'm looking for less than an inch of slush in southeastern Connecticut, most of Middlesex County, most of New London County, one to two inches along the I-84 corridor, and, uh, you know, give it 20 miles if you live 20 miles either side of the I-84 corridor. One to two inches of snow building up. Two to five inches in the hills north of I-84. Uh, 
for Saturday night, partial clearing, very windy. Uh, again, beware of some scattered power outages, cold, cold weather, temperatures between 16 and 22, wind chills in the single digits. Again, the winds could gust between 40 and 50 miles per hour out of the north and northwest. Sunday looks sunny and breezy and in the 30s. Monday looks sunny, 48 to 54. Tuesday, partly sunny in the 50s. Somebody could hit 60. And on the and Wednesday, partly sunny. Storm going out to sea. Uh, so we'll see some clouds and uh, temperatures in the 50s. It's a roller coaster weather ride, that's for sure. Brad, uh, again, a reminder to our podcast audience to please set their clocks ahead, spring ahead. And that's uh, on Sunday, early Sunday morning, officially when it changes. And uh, to you and Sandy and those listening, uh, again, have a, a great weekend and be safe. To you and Susan, Dan, and to all our listeners, have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the late afternoon sunset on Sunday. I didn't, I didn't look look it up what it is, but I would I would guess now it would be sort of daylight to about seven o'clock. Right, about that. Something time. like that. Yes, yeah, about that time, seven o'clock Sunday. So. Uh, be safe, everybody, and uh, again, have a great weekend. That's going to do it for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, brought to you by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal.